Hey folks, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, this week I'll be talking about a few tips on um, hearing back from programs. Um, and so with for me, uh, the programs I applied to were a mix of uh, master's programs and PhD programs. And I applied to programs that had teaching assistantships um, and they're called teaching assistantships or um, graduate employee um, basically, this means that the university um, pays for you to get your degree um, and you basically work for the university. And um, that was the best way that I could fund my um, uh, graduate degree. So um, I, I recommend everyone try to try to uh, apply to um, those teaching assistantship um programs and um so i will say that most of the programs i applied to were master's program were master's programs and um with them you apply to the master's program and you are able to reapply to the phd program and most programs were like that but then um i found a few that you could apply straight to the phd program and you didn't have to um get a have a master's they accepted people with bachelors straight to the phd but most like i said were um master's programs that let you apply to the phd so the general offer that i received from most of the universities were um so it, it depend on if it was ma or phd um, but most of them were, you know, the full teaching assistantship or graduate, uh, graduate employee, um, graduate employee appointment, which, like I said, basically meant I worked for the university. They came with the tuition waiver, so they covered um, me getting my degree, basically, and they also came with a monthly stipend, um, which would be like getting a salary. Um, and then, so it's like your, basically like your check for working. And then, um, some of them did have health insurance. Well, the one I'm at, the one I'm in now has health insurance, which is amazing. Um, so that's dental, um, eye care, just health. And so that's really, really nice. So now that I've... Uh, cover the pretty much basics I'll get into the few tips that I have so the first tip is to get back in touch with professors at the beginning of the semester so hopefully you in your research process you would have been speaking to professors at the um, at, at the universities that you want to go to and the programs that you want to go to and um, what I did is that when the semester began, I just sent out emails to all those professors I made contacts with just because I wanted them to remember who I was and to remember um, so a little bit about our conversation. Um, but I didn't take into account how busy professors are. Um, always, but especially at the beginning of the semester, many of them are serving on committees, they're preparing for courses, um, all that stuff. So it, the response that I got back from them, it, it varied. 
Um, I was able to get in contact with a few, but some of them told me flat out that they couldn't speak to students during the um, when they were reviewing applications. And so that's something that you might need to consider as well. But I mean, it's I, I still thought it was a good thing that for me to do um, just so that I could uh, maybe improve the chances that I got into a program or or not. I don't know. But um, so I scheduled phone calls with the ones that um, th- with the ones that I was able to get in contact with. And um, yeah, so my second tip is um, even though it, it might not feel like it, you're interviewing them. They're not interviewing you. And I know this is a weird concept to think about, but um especially once you've been accepted into a program at that point they're they're accepting you is showing showing that they want you so you you need to ask questions that will let you see that this is the program for you this is the area that you want to live in and even if you haven't been accepted into the program yet this is still a good opportunity for you to get information about the program um so so yeah with this tip i think that's the mindset that you want to go into these uh any phone call with programs about um so and this leads me to my third tip which is to prepare questions and these questions can be about the program about um how your research interests fit with other faculty members um about the weather just things that really make you figure out if this is the place that you want to study and so for me i had one set question that i asked um every every program i asked them the same question um um and it was just like I said, it was just one set question. And so for me, it was a diversity question. So I would ask, um, how diverse is the program? Or what does the program do to, to, uh, what does the program do to ensure that people of color are comfortable uh, being in the program? And based off of the answers that I got from that, um, from that question, that was a way that I could sort of see okay, yeah, this is the place that I want to go, or if I would, um, or if I had to reconsider um, a few things. Um, And so the questions that you want to ask um, should cover, you know, the general concerns that you might have, like, um, can you live off of the stipend that that they're providing you? Um, Will you feel safe or comfortable in the area that the program's at? Um, do you like how the degree plan is set up? Um, do you like how 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 the teaching assistantship or, or graduate employee um, appointment works? Um, and so th- those are general questions. Um, so questions questions that will help you that will help ease some of your anxieties about those things. Those are the questions that you should sort of be asking the people that you're talking to. And these questions should help move the conversation along. And I'm sure, you know, 
the professors or whoever you're talking to will go on tangents about you know certain things it, it should just these conversations should just feel natural it shouldn't feel too forced or prepared um you just just remember that conversations are are a two-way street you know you're it, it shouldn't just be one side it shouldn't just be you engaging with the professor about their work or whatever the professor should also be engaged with you and this leads me into um a little side a little tangent about my experience with um just my my awkward experience having a conversation with a professor at a program I was considering and so um this professor was one of the first professors that I had gotten in contact with and I was really interested in her work but once I got on the phone it just felt really awkward there were just a lot of awkward silences and I had prepared questions beforehand and they just didn't really give me they would give me just one-worded answers to questions that I thought were a little bit more complex and so I I just at first I thought it was you know my fault and so um, once I got off the phone, um, I was, I was thinking to myself, you know, oh dang, you know, I'm not getting into this program. But a week later <laughs> I got an acceptance for the program and I was, I was just thinking, oh wow, I, I guess it didn't go as bad as I planned. So moving on, um, I, I get a phone conversation with the chair of the department and this conversation was just as awkward and it just... I don't really know how to explain it, but it just, his overall tone just felt like it was just very condescending. Um, he was saying things like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm, I really appreciate you being, you know, very prepared for this phone conversation. I wasn't really expecting that. And I was just thinking, what? I know that doesn't really sound like it, it, it doesn't really sound condescending, but I don't know. I, I I took it as, okay, why wouldn't you think I would be prepared for this phone conversation? I mean, you admitted me into your program. Why wouldn't you think that? But, you know, like I said, it was just the way that he said it. It, it was just very condescending and it just didn't feel right. So after that conversation, I was thinking, okay, well, again, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm over analyzing things here because I tend to do that a lot. And then so I had a phone conversation with a black graduate student that was in the program. And again, this one was awkward. This I would um, I was trying to connect with them about, um, you know, the racial makeup of the program. And again, they were just giving me, you know, these very one worded answers. And it was just um, so, for instance, I said, um, I said, well, how, how diverse is the program? I asked this question to everyone I said how how diverse is the program and then they said oh well the program's diverse but I don't see any black people and so then I was thinking okay well what does the diversity there mean if there's not a lot of black people there but anyway and then I was like well so what does the program do to ensure um that students of color are comfortable and she said um well, I, I, I think they do a good job at making sure that students of color are comfortable. Yeah, I, I think they do a good job. And it didn't really, 
Um, they didn't really answer how, you know. So, like I said, this was just a very awkward phone conversation. And so, which leads me to my next tip. Um, you know, you'll know when a program is not for you. It's really a feeling that you have uh, deep within you. Like, you, you, with the example with the example that I gave um with the example that I just gave I just knew that the people that I was talking to I was not compatible with them and I knew if it if it was if they were like that over the phone I wondered what it was going to be like in person and so I like I said I just knew that I wasn't going to be compatible with them and then that also goes back to my other point to where it's you're interviewing them so they didn't pass what I consider to be um a program that was for me and so for that reason I just knew that this wasn't a place for me and a funny funny thing here when I was um when I I rejected the school early because I just knew for sure after that conversation with the grad student I just knew for sure that this wasn't going to work out for me and so I sent my uh, rejection email or whatever and then the chair responded and he and they said um Jalen dot 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 thank you for telling us good luck with um your future endeavors and it was just the again i know this doesn't sound like it, it it's it i should take i should be feeling a certain way about it i know it sounds like i'm looking too deep into it i, I tend to re over analyze especially ellipses um but coupled with the fact that he had his of his condescending tone on the phone i just I just read the email as again just reinforcing that condescending idea I had about him um and this also leads me into my next point which is and and this leads me into my next point which is find someone you know whether this is a professor a mentor a peer or all all these people um, find find people that you can talk to about this whole experience. So after I had the experience with the uh, program that I that I immediately rejected, um, after each um, encounter, I would go back and forth between people and saying, OK, yeah, they said that they said this thing. And I don't know if I'm looking too deep into this. And then the people would would catch on to to the things that I was saying and they were, they would just be like, Oh wow. Yeah. That doesn't sound right. And Oh wow. That doesn't really sound professional and all these things. And it just reinforced that I wasn't looking too deep into the thing, into things. And then sometimes, um, sometimes when I, sometimes when I was dealing with other programs, they would um, reinf- reinforce that I that I was uh, maybe over th- over analyzing things. Um, I'm gonna cut that out. But anyway, um, they just reinforced that I wasn't over analyzing things, and that was just really great to just have a support system 
um, with me. And so, like I said, I, I just sort of debrief with them after each phone call, after each email or other exchanges I have with the programs. And, um, I just, I just utilize them as a way to make sure that I wasn't looking too deep into things. And so tip number six, I would say just because you don't go to the program uh, that you choose doesn't mean you, that you have to stop talking to the professors that you made a contact with. Um, if you connect with a, a professor, um, they can be somebody that can help you, you know, wherever you are. And so I remember having this just great conversation with um, a professor and they were just very honest with me about uh, the racism and academia. And they told me, you know, you need to be at a place where you can strive as a scholar, where you can where you feel comfortable, where you can succeed. And, you know, even though I didn't go to this place, I made a connection with um, a scholar that was doing the same things that I wanted to do. And I, I really think that that's what this whole grad school thing is about, is just making connections. Um, so I, I really think that that's a good way to go into um, uh, hearing back from programs and accepting or rejecting schools. Um, tip number seven is you don't have to rush to make a decision and you will feel rushed. Um, I remember uh, dealing with a program that I immediately rejected. The chair told me, you know, oh, um, we would like to know uh, about your decision by such and such date. And the priority, I mean, the, the general date that you have to make your decision by is April 15th. And I think that's a national date, I want to say. But they were wanting me to, they were pushing me to make a decision by um, about two months before that. And so, again, that was another thing that sort of turned me off because I'm thinking, well, why do you want me to rush so much into this decision? Or why do you, why, why are you, basically, why are you rushing me? And so, um, April 15th is the date that you have, and that will give you plenty of time to um, think about where you want to go. And this leads me into tip number eight. Rejecting programs is harder than you think. Um, even the general rejection letter that I, a rejection email that I sent out to different programs, it was still hard because of all the insert the uncertainty that I that I thought after I sent it and about the missed opportunity I was thinking oh well what if that was the program that I really need to be at what if I missed out on all of these different resources all these things you just really or I just really second guessed myself um I just really second guessed myself once I started rejecting uh, programs I knew that I needed to go ahead and send that rejection because I wanted a person that was really, really wanting to get into that program. I wanted them to have that chance. And so that that was really something that just motivated me to just go ahead. When I knew that I wasn't going to go somewhere, I just went ahead and just sent a rejection letter because I, I didn't want to hog up some on spot. And so this leads me to my final tip. And it's to take advantage of visitation weekends. 
Um, these are weekends that the programs usually offer, and um, some of the expenses are paid, like um, hotel stay and food and travel, other travel expenses. And I think it's a great way to physically see the program and, and also meet them in person versus just doing it over the phone. Um, I will say my experience with this, um, I would say don't overbook yourself because I was going to try to um, visit two different programs. Um, one was uh, April 5th through 7th, and I had rescheduled to visit one uh, program um, the 9th through the 10th. And I knew the reason why I did this because I was really, I was really sort of torn between these two schools and I knew that whichever school that I visited, that was the one I was going to automatically go to. And that's just the way I was because that was, I just knew once I visited the program in person that I was just going to fall in love with it. And so I wanted to give the other program a chance. I didn't want to just go ahead and just reject them flat out. But um, once I sort of con sat down and considered um, how the travel was going to be, um, and how I would just be back for, you know, one or two days and then I'll be back on an airplane and it just didn't really seem, um, didn't really seem like the best thing for me. And I previously, I'd saw a friend do the same thing. He had took, um, he had did a trip to a program and then he was in, he was back home for a few minutes actually because we I had went to go pick him up from the airport and we drove up to go to a conference and he was just saying how tired he was and so after I saw how he was how he was just worn out from from all that I was just I was just thinking you know dang I need to really choose one of these programs I don't need to try to go visit both of them and so after that you know I just sent uh, I just rejected the school and again that was just as hard because I was again all the uncertainty and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I was just I was just left with a lot of anxiety and because I was thinking you know what if the school that I have the only school that I have left what if this school um, has all the things that I've been trying to avoid and all these other things. Um, but uh, there was really no way to know that for sure. Um, unless I went to go visit and I mean, I mean, you know, <laughs> that was the only school I had left, but I, you know, at this point I was also very comf uh, I was also very confident and the choices that I made despite second guessing myself. Um, so yeah, so and so I'll just recap all of the tips. Um, so tip number one is to get back in touch with the professors that you've been in contact with at the beginning of the semester. Um, tip number two is even though I might not feel like it, you're interviewing them. And then to also remember that a conversation with a professor or whoever is a two way street, you shouldn't be the only one. Um, engage in the conversation it should it's sh the professor should also be engaged with you um, tip number four you know when a program is not for you it's really a feeling that you have inside I know that's very cliche but it's true um, 
Tip number five, find people that you can talk to about your whole experience. Debrief with these people after each encounter you have with um, a, a program that you're considering just so you can talk things out and share some of your anxieties, um, insecurities about uh, said programs. Um, Tip number six, just because you don't end up picking a program doesn't mean that you have to stop talking to the professor that you've made a a connection with. Um, This whole process is about connecting with scholars, and these can be people that can really help you in your academic career. Uh, Tip number seven, you don't have to rush to make a decision. Tip number eight, rejecting programs is harder than you think. And finally, tip number nine is to take advantage of visitation weekends. So I hope that these tips were helpful in some way. If you guys have any more questions about this whole process of hearing back from programs, feel free to email me or um, send me a direct message on uh, Instagram or Facebook. And um, yeah, thank you for tuning in to this episode. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to Go Black Boy Go. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, and YouTube. Thank you guys for tuning in and see you guys next week.